center everything about your business around the customer. So what what problems do they have and how can you solve those problems? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Would you like to start your own show? I'm thinking of developing an online video course teaching how to set up, produce and market your own show. If that might be of interest, dear listener, I would really appreciate if you'd take two minutes of your time to complete the questionnaire at startyourownshow.com. That's startyourownshow.com. The Big Interview with David Bain. What are the essential elements of SEO that you need to be aware of when you run an e-commerce site? Do you have to be both technical and creative to be a great digital marketer? And what outreach strategies are likely to work best in 2015? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Adam Valves. Adam, welcome to DMR. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, welcome. Well, Adam is Head of Content and Outreach at Suso Digital, a company that offers digital marketing solutions for e-commerce and technology companies. So, Adam, two of the areas that you focus on are e-commerce and SEO. What would you say are the essential elements of SEO to be aware of when you run an e-commerce site? Well, I think SEO has changed a lot recently. Uh, there's so many factors now that need to be considered, things like social. Content has to be one of the essential elements for any e-commerce site, really, um, especially because if, if you're going to start outreaching and building links to your um, pages, then you really need to have content there because no one particularly wants to link to a standard product page. You know, you, you need to set yourself apart and really push the content in my opinion okay so content does that really have to be standalone content um and not um as you as you mentioned on the product pages you can't just get away with um having a nice a nice lengthy descriptive uh, piece of text about the individual product item you, you've got to do a lot more than that nowadays yeah, so it involves things like blogging, but then also you need to start thinking bigger, really. I mean, some sites uh, become linkable assets in themselves just, just through incredible design and uh, engaging with the user and making it interactive. So um, when you talk about blogging, do you um, recommend any particular technology such as um, WordPress? Or um, is technology not that important? It's all just about the um, uh, d- design and, um, and, and content there. Well, WordPress is really good because it allows anyone from the basic of novice to highly technical people to get a site up and running fairly quickly. Um, it's also, with a, with a lot of the plugins you can use, you can also make it quite SEO friendly, which a lot of the other sites take a bit more technical aspects to actually get up and running. Um, so, yeah, I primarily use WordPress, but you can use other things. I mean, Magento is a great site for um, for, e- for for e-commerce um, platform, so that's pretty good option to use. But yeah, there's there's lots of different options you can use. WordPress is good for the blogging side of things, but I'd pay more attention to creating a content strategy, and and basing it around that really. Okay, and and you wouldn't actually use WordPress to run an e-commerce store at all. You just use that for the blogging aspect. 
Well, you, you can use things, things like uh, WooCommerce, which are quite good. Uh, I guess it all really depends on the individual's budget and technical expertise. Uh, if, if it's someone who's coming in who's just starting a small site, then maybe use WooCommerce as the main platform. But if you've got a bit of budget behind you and you plan to grow into a slightly bigger store, then um, sites like Magento are probably the way to go. Okay. And um, what about um, when it comes to actually doing a bit of promotion and getting people hopefully talking about your products and services? Um, blogger outreach is mentioned quite a bit. Um, is that something that um, is generally an appropriate thing to do for an e-commerce site? Uh, with the way that SEO is going, um, anyone who just sticks to one tactic is kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. So blogger outreach has definitely got to be an aspect of what you do. But with, with any site now, um, SEO and PR are kind of blurring into one kind of online PR kind of aspect. Um, so reaching out to journalists, you know, Im influencing the influencers really, that has to be uh, an aspect that has to be factored in. Um, but yeah, blogging outreach has definitely um, been the cornerstone of it for a while and it's, it's, it's still a valid uh, tactic. And what do you think is the main role of an agency and what will be the main role of an agency moving forward? Will it be largely on a consultative basis um, with um, in-house teams starting to do um, a little bit more themselves instead of actually in, in terms of implementing um, the digital strategies? Or do you think the majority of um, digital campaigns will still be implemented by agencies moving forward? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, I've worked in both in-house and in agency, and there are quite subtle differences. I mean, in in if you work in-house, you know, you deal very much. You look you look at the analytics a lot more. You kind of a lot of conversion rates are involved. When agency, you kind of get a nice overall view of it, really, of lots of different companies. I, th I think going forwards. Um, agencies will still be important just because a lot of especially e-commerce stores don't have the time or resources to go out and employ talented digital marketeers. Okay and, and if someone um, say in-house wants to become a great digital marketer um, and um, they're starting to study starting to improve um, obviously there are probably two main facets that is technical and creative um, what would you say is the most important aspect of being a great digital marketer? I would say creativity, definitely. I mean, the technical aspects can be taught, but there's a, a question mark on whether you can teach the creativity. And the creativity is vitally important. You need to think out of the box. I mean, if you just do what everyone else is doing, then you're not really going to push yourself forwards. Um, the creative aspect of any form of marketing, but especially digital marketing, is trying to stay one step ahead of the curve, you know, try and experiment, try and do new new and different things that are going to set yourself aside. Ah, right, okay. Um, so you're obviously of the mindset that um, digital marketing in general has become much more creative over the last few years, and it's probably going to become even more so over the next few years. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, you've got to look at uh, the, the viral campaigns that happen. Um, you know, it wasn't so long ago that uh, digital marketing was, you know, there was a, there was a lot of auto-generated links and things like that. You know, now it's putting the customer at the centre and to do that, customers see through um, shoddy marketing. So you have to really, really step up your game. 
Okay. And um, what about um, a few tactics that you see businesses doing at the moment that um, isn't so appropriate, isn't working so well? Um, can you possibly think of a few examples um, of activities um, that um, aren't the right things to do, but you see too many people doing them at the moment? Well, I guess it's just kind of sticking to one tactic. I mean, you saw it in SEO not long ago where loads of people got shut down through just doing guest blogging on mass scale. Mm. Um, I, th- I think with any SEO campaign, it's diversity. So it's so it's, it's it's testing things out, but it's also testing a range of things out. I mean, we've heard a lot of rumors recently about, um, you know, user signals becoming so important now. So that's that's an area where people need to concentrate on. I mean, if all people are doing is just... Um, focusing on one aspect, then they're they're really going to find themselves in trouble. I think. And um, what quantity of user singles uh, signals would you say um, that Google actually has access to? Because obviously, um, through analytics, you can see a lot of information such as um, time on site, bounce rates, but even through to different goal funnels, um, time spent on different pages, and um, um, goals actually um, that have been completed. Um, but um, that's really private information. So surely Google is unlikely to use all of that within its algorithm. Yeah, and that's the the big debate going on at the moment, really. I mean, uh, the the key one is uh, bounce rate. So going from the SERPs back to the SERPs. So from the SERPs to your site and then back to the SERPs. Um, so that's one of the key ones to keep in mind. I mean, there's a big debate about how much user signals they actually use. Um, but I think it's only really going to apply to the kind of the top, you know, first couple of pages. Any further down than that, they're not going to take that much of an interest in it. Right. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it is interesting because um, um, obviously I've I've done quite a bit of testing and SEO in the past, and um, um, I've um, I'm sure I've experienced by um, improving things. Simple things like page titles and meta descriptions and in improving click through rates by having more relevant um, appealing titles and descriptions, in improving the click through rate. My opinion is that has had a, a, an impact in rankings, but obviously these kind of things are so difficult to actually prove. Yeah, and and that's one of the problems that we all have. With it's it's, it's so difficult to tie it down to one factor, but it's. I completely agree about titles and descriptions. I think some people get um, overexcited by more other more technical aspects of SEO. They, they kind of forget about the the simple things that have been there for a long time that can make such a difference. Okay. And you also talk a lot about diversity there. So um, diversity in different user signals. But there are, there are also other um, elements in SEO that um, someone can focus on to improve SEO and um make it more diverse and what I'm thinking of here is um, backlinks and the the different types of backlinks from different blogging networks as you've pointed out but also of course um, something as simple as the quantity of keyword phrases using uh, a, a certain um, similar keyword phrase all the through all the way through lots of different backlinks um, do you have any configures that um, you feel is reasonable in terms of um, percentage of backlinks um, that would come um, using a target keyword phrase? Or do you think in general a business is just better to focus much more on brand 
and social interaction now and not worry too much about um, backlinks and keywords within them? Well, I think um, keyword-rich uh, anchor text still plays a, a key role. You just have to be really careful about um, over-optimization. Um, I mean, I would aim for the majority of your links coming as um, uh, branded anchor text. Um, if you start over-optimizing, then you, you're going to end, end up with yourself in a penalty, really. Um, but I think the key to having it natural is keeping it natural. So say if you are involved in uh, outreach, then you let the the blog or website owner decide the keyword um, anchor text for themselves. You know, you don't you don't suggest anything to them. Okay, and also a more evolved strategy is um, if you do suspect that um, you have been penalised and perhaps you see. Um, a warning in Google Webmaster Tools. Um, you could, of course, use their disavow tool to actually start um, uh, un-ticking um, the value of different existing backlinks. Um, is that a tool um, that um, businesses themselves should be aware of and think of using? Or is that um, a fairly aggressive tool that um, should only be used by someone that th thinks that they really know what they're doing? Um, I'd say definitely the second option. Um, you're in danger of uh, getting rid of all your links uh, if if it's used uh, incorrectly. Um, I would I would be very cautious about using it. Um, first of all, I would try and contact the webmasters to try and get the links taken down or change the anchor text before disavowing anything. I mean, if if there's a website that's been hit with a penalty and it's got it's had a history of extreme spammy backlinks, then you know, you, you, you can go down the disavow route, but it will devalue the site. Um, so I, I would always try and, you know, go for the personal approach and contact the webmasters first. I know it's um it's um a tool that I struggle to get my head around in terms of the intentions of Google, because yeah. Google obviously have all that information being reported back to them and perhaps feeding that back into their algorithm. Yeah, I completely agree. It seemed um, like they were trying to get SEOs to do their work for them <laughs> and uh, what, what, in, in what kind of links people were building. Okay. Now, um, if a marketer is really wanting to um, uh, do some really kind of great creative campaigns and um, reach out to um, authoritative, relevant bloggers within their niche um, over, over the next year or so, um, what are a few of the, 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 the right ways to go about approaching bloggers and um, um, asking them to, to hopefully start talking about the brand they represent? Well, I wouldn't, it's, it's always a difficult one because, you know, you are essentially wanting a link, but you have to go through the personal approach. Um, yeah, SEO is becoming more and more about building relationships and who you know, and then leveraging those, and then leveraging those relationships later. Um, it's more about relationship building than anything else. Uh, you know, these people have the possibility of becoming brand advocates in you know, six months to a year's time. And that's more powerful than a, a one-off link today. So I would actually take an interest in who they are, you know, add value, try and give something back to them. Um, and from that, you know, you can create a relationship that's a lot more lasting. Um, you know, social is a great way to start interacting with people. It's also a great way to find people who are talking about either your brand or your competitor's brand or your industry. Um, so that's a great research tool that you can use at the start. Mm -hmm. 
That's a great piece of advice there because um, um, no matter how you phrase things, I guess, um, if you're approaching someone for the first time and they've never heard of you before, then they're always going to be fairly suspicious about your uh, intentions and just presume that you're just looking for a link from, for, uh, from their website back to yours. Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay, well, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Uh, that's a difficult one. Um, I think as uh, marketeers, we're constantly using uh, a vast array of tools to try and uh, streamline everything. But if I had to pick one, um, it would probably be Ahrefs, which is a backlink checker, which I find really useful, especially working with new clients. You can instantly uh, look at competitors' backlinks, how they're doing. Uh, it's it's great for the over optimization that we talked about in the anchor text as well. You, you can you can pretty quickly get a nice overview of a site uh, and find out where where it, where its links are coming from, who's who's linking to it, you know what what anchor text they're using. Uh, it's, it's it's great for. Um, recovering lost links as well because there's um, links often drop off for one reason or another so that's a, a great great way to reclaim them every 60 days or so you can just export all that data and then outreach the people again and just let them know what's happened that's a great piece of advice um, and um, even a, a more challenging question what software don't you use but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future um, I've always caught quite ones to try was it search metrics. Um, never really been able to afford it because it's quite expensive. Um, but the data that they pull out is quite impressive. Yeah, it's becoming more and more about big data now as well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm quite excited about that, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, just being able to tie everything together and actually um, define your ultimate potential customer profile and then obviously match that profiling against... Um, potentially other customers that um you know, big data software has profiled it's um um should certainly up conversion rates yeah yeah and it's uh it'll, it'll take a lot more sifting through in the prospecting stage but it just means that you're just so much more highly targeted at the end of it i wish i would have i'd like you to look back on the first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online what didn't you do so well what do you wish that you would have done differently um, well, to go back to the previous point, I, I don't think I connected with the people properly. I think I, I, I'd started to learn a few things and I just kind of jumped in a bit, hung go, and didn't get a great response and kind of had to gather myself up and start again, really. Um, but I think that's the naivety of youth when I started. <laughs> or perhaps just the type of digital marketing that was around generally five, ten years ago, because um, yeah, I think yeah. everyone was just... Um, um, marketing by uh, <laughs> shouting out what they were doing rather than interacting with anyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty much a shouting competition. <laughs> the this or that round. Okay, so um, moving on to the quick response round. So ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much here. Just looking for your gut reaction. So ready to go? Yep, let's go. Email or Twitter? Uh, email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Uh, display. Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus. 
Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one. -on -one. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Uh, contact form. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber, subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Global. I was almost disappointed that you managed that too easily and didn't struggle with one of them there. So. I nearly did. <laughs> Which one did you nearly struggle on? Uh, the last one, local or global. Um, I guess it all depends on your definition of each one, but I thought I'd pick the bigger one. Yes, yeah. I suppose any niche business, if, if you are particularly niche, you can certainly afford to compete in the global marketplace. It's all about down to, to to how specific your products and services are and how specific your target market is. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The $10,000 question. So if I was to give you $10,000 um, and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Oh, that's a bit of a tough one. Um, well, I guess... The obvious answer is paid search, but I'm I'm not really going to say that because it, it might give people the wrong impression. I think uh, a lot of people would throw a load of money at paid, uh, but without focusing on the conversion, so they'd just burn through that money pretty quickly. Um, I think I'd probably spend the money on getting the content on my site perfect, so make it nice and interactive. Uh, get people engaged in it and then that would probably set myself aside for a much longer return than something like paid um i mean the roi would be a lot more difficult to track over time um but i think you know you'd probably see an increase after quite some time mm. I, th I think it's a challenge because um i think most of us know by instincts that um quality content marketing over the long term will have a better impact than pay-per-click marketing but it's that ROI as you mentioned uh, to actually define the true value of that. that that's a challenge and of course a lot of people work in businesses where um, upper management require that kind of quick demonstrable result from a marketing activity as well yeah and that's that's often half the battle um, and that's that's the problem as well so it's people want the instant results, but they want the long-term results as well. And I'm more more favoriting, favoriting the long-term results because, um, especially with uh, pay-per-click, the money can just go so quickly. And you might make a bit of money over time, but then once that's gone, then you can only need the same investment again to keep up the same amount of sales. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you're obviously just... Um, building your site towards that so you're not probably gaining any organic rankings as well so once you turn it off then all those visitors will disappear yeah exactly and if and if your site isn't converting as well you can drive as much traffic through paid as as you possibly want but it doesn't mean that anyone's actually going to buy your product or service they, they might just get there and look take one look at your site and leave again Mm. I mean, one of the interesting things that I find at the moment is to see how um, the analytics offerings will evolve over the next couple of years. Um, because obviously, obviously Google Analytics used to offer a lot of keyword data, and um, that's largely been turned off now. Um, it perhaps gives a little bit more inf information for pay-per-click. 
but it'd be interesting to see if many um, other third-party analytic services start providing perhaps better quality attribution models and uh, and tracking to really define the true value of um, organic content marketing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, um, I've I've seen a few companies offering like a not provided solution. Mm. Um, we've we've tested a few out, but yeah, it's uh, Google's uh, trying to drive people towards uh, paid advertising rather than organic. Uh, so it does make it a little bit more of a challenge. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure a lot more companies are going to come through with not provided solutions, and it's only going to get better and better. Mm. Um, so what about metrics? What are the main metrics that you tend to keep an eye on on a, a weekly basis, say, to actually measure um, the impact of the activities that you are um, performing? Well, <clears throat> obviously rankings, but I mean, rankings aren't everything now. I mean, it's traffic and conversions to have to be the two key ones. Uh, Conversions, especially, um, but obviously, more the more traffic you get, kind of, it's, it's a good indication that you're doing your job. And also, the higher rankings on certain targeted keywords. Um, but from there, I mean, if conversions don't go up, then we, then we can have a look at the site and figure out why that's not happening. Okay, um, I'm just relation into um, what you were mentioning beforehand. Um, um, suppliers and um, keyword not provided. Um, uh, listeners might want to check out episode um, 66 of Digital Marketing Radio, um, interviewing Lawrence O'Toole uh, from Analytics SEO because he provides um, a, a solution on that. So, so that was quite a good episode to um, talk about that particular subject. But um, yeah, yeah, that's actually one of the tools that we've we've been testing out as well. So uh, uh, with from uh, Lawrence Analytics um, SEO. So yeah, that's that's quite a good one that we've been using recently. Great. Okay. Um, well, um, Adam, you've you've offered a lot a lot of great advice in our conversation. So thanks for that. You know, but what what would you say is the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners really need to take away and implement in their own businesses? I think just add value. I think that's the most important thing now. I mean, you can't really get away from trying to game the system too much if you're going to survive in an e-commerce world. I think you need to talk to your customers like they're real people because people buy from people and it's adding value to not only the online world but also encompassing everything about online shopping and really providing solutions as well as products. You know, center everything about your business around the customer so what what problems do they have and how can you solve those problems great advice um, and that's probably a, a great play, place to leave it because um, it sounds in the background that your dinner is almost ready <laughs> <laughs> so well uh, thanks so much for your time your focus and your advice um, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do uh, well they can go to our website so susodigital.com um, we've got loads of great stuff on the blog um, so and they can contact us via there great okay well thanks again Adam alright thank you very much David Digital Marketing Radio Digital Marketing Radio Digital Marketing Radio that yeah.